Just in case, because I had all these small kids. At that time, I had five or six. Starter pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starter pack. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my partner in life and partner on the show, Glenn Tate. Well, if you were a fan of the 1980s TV show Eight is Enough, you know a lot of stuff about large families. Okay, maybe that's not the most scientific rendering of what goes on with large families, but they didn't talk about prepping on Eight is Enough. I remember that. But we are going to today. We're going to talk all about prepping for large families. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. A few years ago, and it's happened a few times since then, because we live out in a super rural community, and it always happens that I run out of milk, and it's not worth the 12-mile drive to go buy a gallon of milk for $5. That's functionally like $20 just to go get milk. So kind of. I struggled with this a few years ago, and I found the solution. Buy powdered milk. When you're just baking something, get some powdered milk. Keep it in your pantry so you can make just a quick little something. And sure as shooting, it happened to me again. I almost thought you were going to say a bad word. No, sure shooting. Yeah, and our guest has not been introduced yeah. yet, but you just heard his but, laugh. Yeah. He's introduced himself with laughter. That's so funny. Yeah. And so I have learned the solution. I go to Numana Foods. Numana Foods specializes in bulk freeze-dried food, including powdered milk. Great resource to get those sort of items so that when you need those real quick, I just need it. I've got it on my shelf. I can use it. Even better, keep some of that in your deep preps for when milk is, like, not available ever. When there's a baby that needs it. Absolutely. You can find Numana Foods as well as all of our other great sponsors at prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates there. You'll see them there, and you'll see a great coupon code. Why don't you tell us about the exciting giveaway we have? This is very cool. Oh, I'm so excited. So if you listened to last week's episode, you, and you should. You should. It's episode 239, entitled Survival Garden Seeds. Great company over there that specializes in bulk seeds for long-term storage heirloom non-gmo the whole nine yards and i encourage you to go to our website what is that website prepping2-0.com in the upper right hand corner you are going to see a cool little button there that says giveaway seed giveaway i'm so excited about this i'm jumping around trying to find the exact thing but you can sign up Put your name and your email in there, and you will go into a drawing for their 100 seed pack, 50 seed pack, and 30 seed pack. The contest goes from June 7th to June 23rd. And speaking of survival garden seeds, they have a coupon code for you when you go to prepping2-0.com, friends and affiliates tab. Use coupon code prepping2.0, and you will get a healthy discount. So if you don't win the contest, at least you can get some some great awesome seeds. They come with instructions. They have built a better mousetrap. For me to even be paying attention to seeds means they've done something right. And the fact that they have instructions, to the extent I follow instructions, which is not awesome, I think they've really built a better mousetrap. Oh my gosh. And again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please do. And specifically, the instructions are how to harvest the seeds so you can keep planting your crop. They're so awesome. So, yes. so awesome. Well, I have big news. I bought a truck. Dun, dun, dun. I'm not going to tell anybody what kind of truck I bought because I don't need the Ford, Chevy, Dodge. That could spark something. We don't need violence. We don't advocate violence on this show. And people saying Ford, Chevy, or Dodge would lead to violence. And so we're not going to do that. I did seriously buy a new truck, the Toyota. awesome. Yes, it is amazing. The Toyota of 11 years got turned back in. I've done a lot of living in that Toyota. Anyway, the reason I bring this up, besides to update you on the details of my life, which maybe is not that interesting, but if you want to get a great deal on a truck, I met a guy. See, that's the thing. I, I often say I'm not cool, but I have a lot of cool friends. Well, now I have a cool friend named Dom, short for Dominic, who sold me my truck and he is a total prepper. When he found out who I was, and I kind of had to on the credit application, explain some stuff, he said, oh my goodness, this sounds so cool. So he's one of us. He works for Dave Smith Motors, 
which is in Idaho, but they sell all over the country. In fact, most of their business is all over the country. He was telling me he sold a truck to a guy in New York State just before me. So what we can do is, and I talked to Dom and I said, can you do something for Prepping 2.0 listeners? He said, absolutely. He's going to give P2O listeners a $500 coupon on a purchase of a vehicle. They sell trucks and cars. They have gigantic selection. Anyway, here's how we're going to do this. If you send an email to Shelby, because I get so many emails, I can't read them. You send an email to Shelby, which is shelbygallagher321 at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, car dealer or trucks or something like that. And she will forward your email to Dom. And then Dom will hook you up with the sweet coupon. So I stress again, you can buy, no matter where you are, you can buy a car or truck from this guy. And he's not a sponsor. He's just a cool guy. He's one of us. I thought you'd want to know. Top 10 items that disappear first. This is a list based on Bosnia survivors. It's available on our website, prepping2-0.com. Number 17 is gold and silver. We've covered this topic. We've had Joe Jaquin of Patriot Trading Group on twice. I think the most informative, easy to understand guy in the universe on gold and silver. Why to get it, how to get it, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. Highly recommend, highly, highly recommend you have some gold and silver. Reason of the week to be a Patreon. Here is what you're missing in the lightning round of the after show. What is the Idaho State tree? Taco tree. I gotta say, that was pretty dang funny. Well, let's get into it. I wanted to set the stage for you. We don't have a large family, Shelby and I, so we don't personally know about prepping issues unique to gaggles of kids. That's a large collection. I think a gaggle refers to geese. I think family refers to <laughs> family? large. Yeah. Okay, that's the people term. <laughs> family. It's not flock. It's not herd. It's, uh-huh. I think it's a family. Okay, so unique to families. Uh, but our guest, Paul Burke in Idaho does, he's going to tell us all about it. So, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Glad to be here again. Do you have a gaggle of kids? I got a gaggle of kids. Sometimes they're a bunch of monsters of kids. Uh, (laughs) We have 10. 10? Yeah, we've had eight natural, and we've adopted two boys. That's one Uh, for each finger on both hands, uh, to do the math real quick. Well, I love baseball, so I got a baseball team with a replacement. So, it's all good. (laughs) But anyway... They're all growing now. Uh, they're all out of the house except for one, and she's going to be a senior this year. But it's been an adventure, and we started prepping right after uh, Y2K, actually, and then the 9-11 is when we seriously started getting prepping. Uh, do you want me to tell you that little story real quick? Well, actually, before you tell us that story, um, you wanted to get some information out to folks about sure. current real estate conditions, uh, especially exactly. in Idaho, which I think is a representative red state. I think what you're going to talk about is probably happening in other red states because you are a realtor and you are a sponsor and you help people, especially first responders and retired military, relocate to Idaho. So you're the Idaho relocation guy. By the way, has it been good for your business to be affiliated with this show? Well, if I can put a plug in for you and Shelby, working with Prepping 2.0 has been a lucrative business decision on my end. Love it. I'm very glad I met you and we did that podcast because it's been very great. Not only have I been able to help several families move out here, you know, and how that helps with me and my income, of course, but I have made great friends and I have built onto our prepping community here. Awesome. So it's an all round. It's been great. Yeah. I hate the corporate phrase win win. But it actually is a win win. Sometimes corporate phrases truly is phrases actually are descriptive and not annoying. So tell us about right. what's going on in the Idaho. And I say again, what you're talking about is going to apply to many red states. So it, this isn't the Idaho it's, update. This is the red state update. It basically is. And unfortunately, I, I'll talk about the Idaho real estate, what it is happening right now. Have we seen a reduction in prices? Yes, we have. But we've seen a huge bounce back up. Just uh, So I'll be giving you some uh, some figures just from April because the May uh, market report has come out. It'll come out next week sometime. But within one month, we had a 34,000 positive surge between April and May, a 7% uptick in the price. And yes, things have gone down in price, but it's becoming a normal market again. Everybody's basing this year's home sales and all that off the last few years, after the last couple of years. 
we were in unprecedented times during this. That that it was a once in a lifetime occurrence. Let's pray that's once in a lifetime occurrence when it came to that surge in selling and buying, and it was just absolutely crazy. Where if you go back to 2019, we're on par for a normal market. Interest rates have gone up. The Feds have artificially since oh gosh, how long now? Since 2008. You know, with your quantitative easing and all that, money's been cheap. Interest rates have been historically low. We're getting back to six or seven, which if you look at the 40-year norm is normal. If you look over the last 40 years, six, seven percent is normal for interest rates for homes. I remember when my wife and I bought our first home back in 89 that um, we were very happy. We almost celebrated. We got 10 and a half percent. Yeah. So I think once people realize and they get used to the new interest rates and all that, I think you'll start seeing, predictions are, you'll start seeing the sales go back up. And it's becoming a neutral market. It's not just not a seller's market. It's becoming a buyer-seller market or what we call a neutral market. Inventory is still low. It's gonna be low for a while. The millennials are starting to buy homes now and they're the next largest group next to the baby boomers. I don't know, a lot of people know that. Hmm. And uh, we willfully have to catch up on building homes to supply these. So inventory will remain low, a little bit lower than normal. It doesn't mean there's not a great house out there and there's a not, or a great deal at all. They're there and I encourage people, come out, look and buy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's relative. So uh, the sky's not falling. I don't want people getting upset. You know, I don't want to buy right now. I've been doing a lot of counseling lately. <laughs> <laughs> is what I call it with uh, with my clients or customers that uh, yeah they're they're worried about the interest rate and I try to tell them historically this is we're right on par guys and uh, yeah don't be afraid to move right now is actually a really good time if you want to get out of a blue state to a red state like we did I fully encourage it awesome well and here's the reality of it um, if you buy now with well let's call the medium interest rates and yeah. you, you get out of that terrible blue state that could end up getting you killed quite literally and you move out of the blue state and your family's better off you go to a red state and you're paying a medium interest rate if interest rates fall which i'm not sure they will but i don't know if they fall you can always refi i mean amen it's so it's so simple i mean and if if they go up then you're locked into a medium rate so right it's, it's kind of a good time still a good time to move and there might be more inventory than there was during the crazy times when you had to know somebody who just died to find a house. <laughs> and that's based on a exactly. true story in Idaho. <laughs> so Exactly. And there, there is a little bit more inventory than there was during the crazy times. But don't do the COVID years, as I'm calling them yeah. now. Don't use them as your basis for buying a home or property. That It, it was unprecedented at that time. And prices are returning back to normal. So. Good. It's okay. So I want to ask just a quick question on this, but and then we'll move sure. on. We have a friend who does the... If you're hearing humming in the background, I have to just laugh about this. We, both Glenn and I, have adjustable desks. Oh, my God. And he gone, keeps putting a post It's gone crazy. <laughs> it's a robot. He's going to kill me. The robot's going to kill me. And he keeps accidentally... He keeps trying to get the posted off the button and anyway so that's what you just heard no it wasn't anything else. so we have a friend who who does the looky loo thing he wants to move to montana he's really and you know who you are listener yes you do we have actually several but i'm thinking of one in particular and i i look and every now and then i'll find a property that i think he might be interested in and i send it to him and he's always like it's you know he has to get his financial house where they want it to be they have to get their financial house in order i get that and then we get the dickering. Oh, what if I, but I could do this and I could do that. I'm like, dude, if you buy something now, you're in the market. You don't have to worry about prices going up and down. And then you're in the market. And then you can customize what you want to do. And then you can do what Glenn just said. You can refi if you need to bring it down. But at least you're in the market and you're, and, and it's done. Now you're, now you've, you've taken that big step. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, there's a lot of loan programs. There's a two-way buy, buy down uh, that a lot of the sellers are doing for the buyers mm -hmm. where you buy your interest rate down to, uh, 
one uh, percent for the for the last, for the next two years. So that gives you two years at a lower interest rate. Let's say you were able to get up five and a half percent, and then hopefully interest rates will be a little bit lower. Then uh, they've figured out this this mess, and you can refinance exactly. But I, I try to tell people too, refinance doesn't mean going back to a thirty year. Refinance, try to refinance right. fiscally responsibly, Very and uh, that yeah. So. No, I, I totally agree with you. Get in the market. That's really important. And right now, a lot of the blue states, they're more expensive than these red states, and you'll be able to capitalize on it when you get here. And you'll be surprised when you get here to the red states, you'll find that your uh, your uh, taxes are lower, your DMV for your car is lower, your utilities are lower. Yeah, I think you'll find that, yeah, you made a great decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... That, that, that's what I would encourage. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. So now let's talk about our main topic, which is prepping for a large family. You are qualified to discuss this because, number one, you're a prepper, and number two, you have a large family. You see the rigorous vetting process we have for guests? Do you see how we do this? I, I see. I see. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. You I met- do have to give a shout-out. I have to do give a shout-out. You have a faithful listener who lives in a blue state who is coming out soon. Her name is Linda. Hi, Linda. And she listens to you all the time, and she found me through you guys, and she goes, give me a shout-out. So I gave her a shout-out there. Awesome. We We will do so, too. Linda, thank you very much for listening. We couldn't do this show, and we couldn't have all the fun that we have without listeners. And so thank you. It's a We never meet most listeners, but it is it is a relationship, even though – we don't meet you, but uh, thank you, Linda, for what you do, and thanks for selecting Paul. So tell us about – just give us the, the lowdown sure. on prepping for a large I'll, I'll family. I'll give you the lowdown. I'll give you the quick lowdown. And I think I, I mentioned this on the last uh, podcast, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it now too. Uh, so I'm a retired fire captain from a blue state, uh, California. And uh, back in uh, 2000 when Y2K was going on, I was watching it and – I wasn't, I did not buy too much into the computers not working. I figured we're in one of the last time zones. We'll find out when Australia breaks down and we'll have plenty of time. Then I started thinking about it. I went, everybody would be running to the store. So I went and I did a couple, few weeks of prepping <laughs> to judge, judge just in case because I had all these small kids. At that time, I had five. and um, Starter pack. Yeah, starter pack. And uh, I uh, so I went and I bought three months worth of food. Uh, I had a water supply, the whole nine yards. Well, then 2001 came and that changed my whole world. Um, we uh, we sent a task force uh, to the World Trade Centers. Within, they were on the ground searching for people within 18 hours from California in new york and uh then i heard all the horror stories when they came back and uh i got really involved with um with uh homeland security did a i became a ta- uh, a terrorist liaison officer with the fire department with homeland security not with terrorists with them a little bit you were not liaisoning no, not with, with terrorists. terrorists i was not okay no, good no, just no. to make sure it cause... was yeah yeah it was, it was just basically to prepare the fire department and we were low level on intelligence on all that anyway it, it, it was just it was just a, a way to uh to, to bridge the gap between the agencies anyway uh i started learning a lot and the first thing i learned was how fragile our economy was and our supply chains and how you know they hit our financial capital of the world basically in in, in new york and yeah, you, I think we all who were alive at during that time know exactly where we were, what happened, and the aftermath of that. That got me really thinking about the future with my kids and everything. And then um, just working on the streets in, in – uh, I lived in Sacramento. And uh, Sacramento at that time – can't remember California was the fifth or seventh largest economy in the world at that time. And we had – and, and Sacramento being the capital of California, we had the governor and everything there, and we we were a target. And uh, I started looking around, and I started noticing the politics starting to change. And I just did not like seeing anything, and I knew it was gonna it was only gonna get worse. And so, 
I started prepping and uh, we started out small. I knew very little about prepping. So I started uh, getting, um, reading more books and stuff like that. And I started off, of course, with, hey, food. Everybody needs food, correct? Can I interrupt you so, and ask you a question? Um, and I, sure. th- I think I know the answer to this, but it's going to have a great impact on the trajectory of this story. Was your wife on board with all of this? You know, I, I'm blessed with a fantastic wife who I don't know if she bought it all at first. <laughs> but yeah. she, 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 she said, uh, you know, Go ahead. Let's 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 start doing this. So does she call um, you Cap like they call the captain on Emergency Fifty One? Oh, stop! That's a show about 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 a fire station in the early seventies. Yeah, it, it's one of the best shows ever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, she does not. I. <laughs> she's got several names for me. But okay. anyway, we won't it's go not, down that road. Cap okay? isn't one of them. Okay. Cap Sorry. is not one of them. <laughs> I seem to be the king of tangents on this show lately. I I agree. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But anyway, back to prepping or whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah, the prepping. So I started getting the food. So I, you know, I started looking at what's calorie intake. You know, uh, especially if you're physically working hard, the whole nine yards. And I I based and and this is this is just Paul's world. This is I'm not you know an official. This is how many calories you need. Or I based it off 2,500 calories a a uh, person a day that we're going to need. And I figured with the younger ones and older ones, you know, those calorie intakes would be um, different for each individual person. Of course, a lot, lot less for the, for the younger kids and, and more for the adults. Teenagers. But 25, yeah. Teenagers, especially the teenagers. I have six boys and four girls. And um, I figured 2,500 would be just a really good ballpark, to do and I said okay two meals a month two meals a day how am I going to do this so I'm I'm prepping for 12 people here and so I just started looking into freeze dry the whole nine yards um at that time uh Patriot Foods was pretty much the only game in town at that time and so uh started start What's that? Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No, they're not. Anyway, so I started buying freeze dry from them. Sorry. That's if cool. You hear, if, you, if you're hearing, hearing a beep, it's from my phone. That's <laughs> all good. Um, anyway, okay. Um, anyway, so I started buying freeze dry, and of course, being on a budget, uh, we were a single income family. Uh, my wife worked hard enough at home. We also homeschooled during this whole thing. And, um, basically, uh, I bought three months of food for everybody and then I got into what's that. Wow. That's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. And so now I'm going, where do I store it? How do I store it? And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, we figured it out. Actually, we ended up storing most of the stuff under, uh, in the crawl space underneath our home. Perfect. I put a, I, well, it was. I put a, a thermometer down there that I could read, you know, electronically up above, and I watched it through the summer, and it stayed pretty cool down there. Nice. And yeah, so hey, we went down there. We we built a false door in one of the closets and kind of like hid it and put it down there. So stop we right there. We have we have to stop you. So we're gonna find out what else Paul put in his basement when he oh. first became a prepper with his large family. <laughs> Folks, join us on the other side of the break so you can learn more with Paul Burke on Prepping for Large Families. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S 
Com. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One water filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One water filter gravity systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N. NEUSA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it. Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. We're just getting started with our conversation with Paul Burke, Idaho Realtor. But first of all, we want to just give an awesome shout out to our great sponsors over at Prepping 2.0. You can find them over there at Prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates. First of all, Survival Garden Seeds. Yay, we love those guys. Click on them and then go to our website and click on the contest. Pro One Water Filters, great water filtration, small scale to large scale, whole home. Cheaper than Berkey. Goodness. Katie Armour, Backwoods Home Magazine. Oh my goodness, love. They just did a chicken publication, love it. Minutemen Coffee. Yes, that's why Shelby's talking not so well right now. And, of course, there's Paul Burke, but yeah, we're, we're talking to him He's right now. And why? I mean, it's kind of cool. Whatever, Paul Burke. And then we also have... EMP Shield. An EMP would probably do a whole bunch of damage to the United States, but it doesn't have to do damage to your house or your vehicle or your ham shack or your generator because there's a way to avoid the effects of EMPs, and that is EMP Shield, which is a device connects to whatever device you want to wire it to. Very simple wiring. So simple, even Glenn can do it. And um, you can find out more about them on our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on the EMP Shield banner. Archive Dive. This is where we go back and we look at old archived episodes because we've done, this is episode 240, we've done 
carry the one 239 previous episodes and i went to public school so i'm not really good at math so um we've done 239 previous ones many of which i'm gonna say all of which had some good information in them and so the one we're looking at today for you guys to consider checking out is episode 66 which aired in february 2020 Ah, oh, February 2020. Back Those in the were good the days. Old, That's yeah. before we knew so much that we know now. Yeah. It was on human trafficking during the collapse. And we had a very special guest, former SEAL Craig Sawman Sawyer, who is the head honcho of a uh, organization that actively rescues kids. And they That uh, was a powerful show. Yeah, they do intelligence gathering surveillance and then they hand it off to the cops they don't go in and bust down doors and shoot bad guys as much as they'd like to and as qualified as they are to do that they actually don't because it'd be murder or whatever so they don't do that anyway it was fascinating we tied it into prepping if you've read shelby's books a great state and you really should you would learn all about the you know the personal side of uh, personal stories of uh human trafficking in a collapse and how awful it is so highly recommend it well shelby why don't you resume with our questions for our guest well we were just talking about before we um had to give him the yeah, hook give him the hook talking about how paul burke got started prepping and really decked out his basement oh, and he hid things under his house with a like i want to know your temperature gauge thing seriously but keep going paul it was just one of the electronic uh, temperature gauges threw it down there and you can read it up there. And I just watched the temperature because I wanted a good place to put it that was in a steady temp and not too hot, not too cold, and, and it would last, preserve. So, yeah, actually under the house worked fine for us, which was a blessing because we didn't have a lot of room, as you can expect. And like I said, let's see, in 2002, I had six kids. And we kept adding on until we got up to 10 there. And uh, But anyway, uh, then I started, then I went, okay, water. And this is what people really need. So was I close to a water source? I was at that particular time. I was close. Filtration. You know, everybody goes, oh, I'll just boil the water. Well, that's <laughs> labor intensive because you're going to be burning wood to boil it. And that's just stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. It's wasting too much fuel too much of your time. So, yeah. So I was looking, I looked into what basically back then we had Berkeley and we had Sawyer. So I went with Sawyer because they were, very inexpensive and compared to Berkeley and it worked good actually. Then we got into firearms, defense and uh, home security. I come from a military background with, like, with my dad being in the military and the military brat. So we hunted and fished and I learned how to use firearms from an early age. And so I was, thought I was pretty well versed. Well, I decided to go and get training. I didn't know anything, Glenn. It was kind of like your 299 books. I was like, wow, I got a lot to learn. So I uh, got into that, was teaching my boys on how to hunt, how to fish. Because if you think you're just going to buy a gun, grab some bullets and go hunting, you're out uh-huh. of luck. You're not, yeah, it, it, you got to learn how to process, not only hunt the animal, you know, to learn how to process it, you need to learn how to preserve it. So I, I guess what I really learned during this time was I needed a good mindset and I needed to build some skills. Not only for myself, I needed to hone in some of my skills. And I had a, I had some great skills from just being a firefighter, but I had to teach my boys how to do this and the girls. And so we really got into learning to be self-sufficient. Uh, we bought chickens for our backyard and meat rabbits and we started raising them. and. Uh, Today I own a farm, a little farm in Idaho, and we have cows, goats, chickens, rabbits, you name it, we have it. And we we love our animals, but they do get slaughtered and we do process their meat. And I do most of it other than the cows, which I'm the butcher right now, but um, all the other things uh, I process myself. And then any game we get or fish, whatever, and we learn how to preserve it. My wife got into canning, learning how to pressure cook, canning the whole nine yards we use everything we possibly can we take all the bones from all the animals that we make stock out of it and if you've had fresh stock or broth that's the best you'll never go back to you the can or the swansons or anything like that it's absolutely the best and we started we started gaining our skills and that's what i really encourage people to do if you're not practicing and you're not using it in your everyday life 
when it all hits, you're not going to be able to do it. Sorry. Amen. It's just, that's, yep. that's just life. Absolutely. So then I really started looking around and went, okay, gardening. <laughs> well, your last episode on the seeds was fantastic. Uh, I learned you. a lot. I'll be buying from them. And like I was telling children before the show started, fertilizer is a, a problem right now. It's very, very expensive. And my wife just started a new job and I don't have time. So we decided to let the garden be fallow this year. And I put all the goats in there and letting them eat, keep the weeds all down, which they do a fantastic job. And they're fertilizing it for me. And I've thrown on all the rabbit droppings pellets. in there also. Yep. Pellets, yeah. They're great pellet makers. And uh, yeah, so we're hoping next year we'll have a, a bumper crop. And if you haven't planted before, just like your last episode was saying, you better learn how because it's not as easy as just putting a seed in the ground. It, it, it's just not going to work. And you have to know exactly when, where, and how to do it, what your frost date is, what your zone is. There's so much involved with that. So we got really into that. Uh, luckily, I was a medic. And so I pretty much had the medical, especially in the emergency medical down. But I taught all my kids, which I have one son who's a paramedic now in Washington. And oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, well, he actually, he does live in Idaho. He just works in Washington. Okay, so. okay, he gets a pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's a big prepper. And uh, my daughter is an ER nurse. Nice. And through your program, I was able to have a customer who I love to death. I love his family. They bought a house here and just lived down the street from me. And he's an ER doc, so we've added him to nice. our prepping community here and family. So, yeah, you have to practice your skills, guys. Yeah. You can have all of this. There's a lot of books on there, How to Prep, The Whole Nine Yards. I, I really like uh, the uh, James Rawls book, uh, How to Survive the End of the World as You Know It. It has a lot of really good practical, your website has some great practical stuff on what, how you need to do it and how to prepare. But if you don't practice your skills, you don't get out there, you don't do it, you're not going to use it when things happen. Oh. And who knows when that would happen. Absolutely agree. And what I really love, one thing that you just said is just because you're letting your garden, you're not gardening this year, doesn't mean you're not gardening. You actually have it, you're going to have it ready to go for next year and you still have the mindset and your skills are there. You know what I mean? Exactly. I love that. So tell us more about how you were able to strategically, and you've talked a little bit about it, but more in depth, like how you were able, especially when your kids were younger in your household, incorporate them into prepping and then and then just because it's you have a large family it's you know when we have dinner it's like i i take a little bit of lettuce out of the garden we grill two burgers i mean a meal in your house was a production am i right correct so uh yeah (laughs) it's so funny you said it like that um yeah everything was a production so we were homeschoolers um and so we got basically we were using prepping as part of your homeschooling. I mean, Bingo. everything from math, science, biology, the whole nine yards, uh, uh, was the husbandry, is that the animal? Yeah. Yes. Uh, all that. So we included it in that. And I'll tell you what, my kids are great at it. They're fantastic. And dinner, everybody helped out at dinner. Dinner was, dinner, I miss them so much. Uh, we're down to three now, and we've had to really learn how to reshop when we go grocery shopping and all that, because we're so used to, you know, Costco, everything. I mean, let's put it this way. Back in the day, I was budgeting $2,000 a month for food. Wow. Period. It's a lot of hot pockets. That's a lot of hot pockets, and we weren't eating flaming mignon, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so uh, dinner was a production. uh, Everybody jumped in. Everybody knew how to cook. Everybody just helped each other out. And it wasn't, it, I, I, I'm making this sound like it was all Mary and Roses and all that. No. <laughs> yeah, you had kids in the house. They're fighting. They're fighting over everything, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. When you have six boys, you know, they fight with each other. It, it was, they're like a cloud of dust. <laughs> that's, was, not how it, that's not how it was on the Brady Bunch. Somebody's lying. No. Either you or the Brady yeah. Bunch are lying. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the Brady Bunch was lying <sighs> there. The, gir- the girls are great. Uh, they were fantastic. Uh, the boys, not so much. But, you know, if one of them got picked on, you're fighting six brothers. So that wasn't a good deal to <laughs> wow. to, to pick on. Uh, that was another thing I, I taught my boys. Uh, 
I was always into wrestling and uh, boxing and, and uh, not so much into MMA at the time, but uh, we, we got it. I got all the boys into that and the girls uh, into the karate and all that. And so they learned how to do self-defense. Good. They all learned how to, how to shoot the whole nine yards. I have three boys in the, the military now. And uh, I got Army, Air Force, and Marines. And they're doing fantastic. And, uh, yeah, they're excelling at their positions there and love it. Um, yeah, so things are things, – things, doing what the homeschooling and the prepping and all that was a huge benefit, I believe, to them. And I, it, it sure helped my wife and I out also. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a question. And, uh, just, Sorry. Sure. Go ahead. No, no. go right ahead. Um, here's a question for you. It obviously costs a lot of money to have 10 kids. You mentioned $2,000 right. Costco runs back in the day. So with inflation, that's $75,000 now. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so money being I tight. I Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, so money being tight, did you find that a prepping mindset and some of the preps you did – saved you money or was it that prepping cost you money it was like a thing like a hobby like mountain biking and you get a seven thousand dollar mountain bike yeah i know the answer to this but i'm just playing along no it it saved us money it saved us not only not only that uh dave ramsey was a huge help for us and i i will plug out to him he was able to help us you know, make a good budget. We were able to budget and we built slowly. I, uh, we were actually able to build slowly enough to where I had a year's supply of stuff. Wow. Okay. Now you got to rotate stuff. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we took meticulous records and we still keep those records. I still have a lot of the stuff here. Our house has become the go-to in case of an, an event because I have a big farm and all that. Uh, I do not have... I'm not a big believer in bug out locations, which I know a lot of the you know, prepper guys are going to be going, oh, that guy's an idiot and all that. But I just don't know how I'm going to take, you know, we, there's a lot more, there's grandkids now, the whole nine yards. I just don't know how we go up into the mountains and live. I, we're going to have to make a stand here. And it, it's going to take a community to do that. And uh, a lot of prayer and, the, and uh, you know, uh, we're faithful, God-fearing people. And I just hope for the best if that, situation ever occurs you know so um let's see uh bartering bartering and energy uh we bought we went ahead and bought uh several uh gold zero uh solar generators nice and i and i bought a huge um uh, uh gas powered oper- uh generator and had my house hooked up um all wired and all that so i could hook it up to the house so basically, I did. It wasn't to generate power for the whole house. It was basically to the freezers and to uh, a couple of the kitchen appliances. And the reason I went down that road was one for fuel, because it's just too hard to store that much fuel, and it's not very safe anyway. And I don't know if people realize that fuel degrades after time, and you have, you know, put stabilizers in it and use it. Period. Um, but my my goal was if things happened i would keep the refrigerators running until one i could cook and preserve what was in there and then be able to store it from there and so that that took me down the path of learning how to preserve your food uh do freeze drying uh, oh gosh help me out here uh canning show me there canning dehydrating dehydrating yeah dehydrating exactly there's there's tons there's tons of ways uh, of preserving your food um another thing salt yes salt fermenting very, and salt yes exactly very very important make sure you have plenty of salt storage okay. and then um so uh yeah then uh, i just started as as you could tell in 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 california things just started to degrade at a faster pace than than uh uh i knew i had to move before i retired now, how, so, let me ask. Let me stop you there. What were your kids little at the time when you did when you moved? made the big move, or how old were they roughly? Uh, I had. Uh, let's see. I had. 
quick math. Carry the one. Yeah, do, trying to do, do, do. We, killed, we brought seven, seven of the ten out. Okay, so I want to just stop you there for a moment because I think that, folks, I, so let Paul be your inspiration. Mo- <laughs> moves away from California with seven kids. So And a mom. And a mom. You know, and uh, the, on a one, one income because of the homeschooling, which is awesome. Moves to Idaho and uh, is, has to feed all these people, right? You're feeding a, a huge amount of people and manages Correct. through good preparations, through good financial um, planning, is able to not only prep, put food away, but basically homestead. Am I hearing you right, correct. Paul? Okay. That is correct. That is correct. Let and him, it was all through the grace of God. That and grace of God and, and you putting some elbow grease into it. And let this be an example for, for those of you out there that, that don't have all the financial pressures that Paul did. If he can do it, then you can do it. Mm-hmm. And consider this the model that you've been looking for. And Paul's a humble guy. He's not going to say this is why I'm saying it. But if Paul can do it, you know. Anyone can do it. So keep going on. Yeah, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, the sharpest tool in the shed. And by no <laughs> you just proved it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I did. But, man, but I think you're right. By the grace of God, of course, always. But, you know, by you putting some elbow grease right. and putting in some sweat equity, look at, I mean, look at not because prepping is already hard enough and expensive enough. But then at the same time to be prepping, feeding your family and doing the home and, you know, starting up the homesteading thing. I mean, good on you. That, that's why we I wanted to do that. this show show right there. So we'll just let you keep talking. But I wanted to stop for a moment and have a, you know, quite a little pause there. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the accolade. That was very nice of me. Uh, it took a lot of work. Uh, my wife is tremendous. I All the success I owe to her for just standing by me and inspiring me and keeping me going. Good. And she got to remember, she, she took care of the homestead and all that. And so did the kids when I would go back to work, I uh, would go work. Uh, it, was, it usually did four uh, 96 hour shifts on and I come back here for eight days or I'd work six days on six days off mm-hmm. and I would just drive or fly back. So we did that for five years before I retired out there and then started the real estate business. Um, was it a lot of work? Yes, it was. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Would I do it again? I would. I would. And uh, that's why I really wanted, I was inspired to become a realtor and help these people to come out here because I didn't have, I didn't, I I had to write everything. I, there was no playbook. There was no, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. What moving company to use? Where can I use storage? There was a lot of trips out here and it it, it was a seven year journey to, Mm -hmm. to get out here to Idaho. Um, and it was a lot of sacrifice, not only for my wife and I, but the kids also, but you know, in the, in the end it's worked out beautifully. And now all my kids are here except the ones that are in military or stationed elsewhere, but they plan to return. So there you go. Yeah. Well, good. It, so, it's, it, it's been great. So, and we, and what's crazy is we only have like a few more minutes. So Paul, sure. if you have, if you had one of our listeners and there's going to be more than one that's sitting here in front of us and Glenn and I talk to these, this sort of person mm, a lot where they're like, I, I can't quite do it because, and, and think about like the, my example or the person who's hesitant getting into the market. Finances mm-hmm. are a little, I'm going to be, this person will know who I'm talking about. Wiped out by a next situation. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Recovering mm-hmm. from maybe, maybe in other words, recovering from some financial hits, you know, and they wanted, they want to do what you've just done. You know, what get, that's three or four points of good advice you'd give to that person. Uh, one, um, Dave Ramsey. Uh, I, I love the guy. Uh, he's helped out so many people and it's common sense and easy to follow. It's just, you got to do it. To find a good loan person, and I got several out here, especially if you want to move out here, they will help you get your credit back to where it needs to be. They're great financial advisors when it comes to rebuilding your credit and getting you back on track. I don't know if people realize that or not, but 
a lot of the a lot of a lot of those guys will do that. I got several people who do help others out. I got a couple customers right now who are going through that exact same thing. They want to buy, but they got to get their credit score up. And they've gone, they've 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 been coached, and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And I bet within the next within the next year they'll be owning a house, which I'm really happy about. For nice. uh, it, it, it's a mindset and, and, and you guys know this just as well, moving up to Montana, it is a mindset and you have to be committed mm-hmm. right. There's the whole thing is you got to be committed and uh, it is going to take a lot of work. I, I won't lie. It's, you know, when I wake up at six in the morning and go feed the animals, especially in the middle of winter, as you guys would know, it sucks, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but it, it's something you got to do. So that would be the advice I'd give. And oh yeah, give me a call if you want to come back here to uh, Dido. <laughs> That's right. Is that a shameless plug? <laughs> no, it's okay. We made several today. It's awesome. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so that's about all I've got. Um, I, I I just want to thank you two. You guys have been wonderful. I love your program. I believe you're a godsend to the prepping community and I'm proud to be able to call you my friends mm-hmm. and um, thank you for letting me sponsor your, your program and sharing what I information I do have with you guys. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no yeah, need yeah, to yeah. stop. This I mean, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just keep going. I mean, superlatives you might want to consider would be amazing, spectacular, stupendous. <laughs> Well, you, you know, you said it all, Glenn. Oh. <laughs> no, so uh, the world today, how, how do you guys, how are you viewing the world today? Uh, do you think we're close to war? Do you think we're, I, you know, I, I, I hear all of these these different things, um, and, and and it makes me wonder exactly where where, where we are. It's a, it's a crazy world out there. Everything is upside down right now. It is, and I see. If I could hear your opinion, you bet. I see the guest has turned the tables on the hosts, and the guest (laughs) has become the interviewer. But we're very happy to answer that question. We have um, about a minute until we go in the after show. We can carry it over in the after show. The bottom line answer that I can do in a few moments is: I think we're in a holding pattern right now. I think that while all these horrible things that you've mentioned are possible, they're always possible and perhaps closer than we think. I truly think we are not in sort of 2020-ville, which is what I call it, where it looked like there was going to be severe political disruptions. There were indeed severe political disruptions. We were seeing it. Uh, there were smoke columns coming up from Seattle, for example. And so it was it was real. I don't think we're in that territory uh, for reasons we've we talked about on our episode that I highly commend to people. And that is uh, the diminishing threat of civil war. But that's not the only thing to worry about. Obviously, you've you've got to keep prepping for all the different things. It's got to become a lifestyle. It's got to become a way of living and. And you got to keep working on skills and and practicing gardening and doing all these things. Something's going to come. And the question is when. And the more time we have, the more of a blessing it is because it's the more time we have. So, folks, like we always talk about from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.